Hey, this is R Dub from Sunday Night Slow Jams, and you're listening to hashtag Dad Swag, the swaggiest place on earth for all fathers and father figures alike. And now, here's your host, my brother, JC. Yes, yes, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Hashtag That's Bad Podcast. You know what, let me tell you something real quick. It took a long time to release my first episode. You know, um, Hashtag That's Bad was taken on IG. Shameless plug, go follow me, That's Bad Podcast. So that was the next best name that I could pick. And not even three weeks later, people started asking me, hey, where can I hear the podcast? And I felt kind of foolish, you know. Uh, so it was really my wife that really pushed me and said, hey, your name is That's Bad Podcast. You don't have a podcast go do your podcast. So, you know, she took the kids out, let me do my thing. And it's been a bless road ever since. And by that, man, we're here at episode four, man. What? Episode four? Feels like time is flying. As you heard in the intro, my name is JC. And what a pleasure it is and what an honor it is to, to be here with you and spend some time with you. And obviously by here, I mean, wherever you are in the world, thank you for listening. And obviously me here behind this mic. Today is Friday, July 10th. So happy Friday. But man, we're we're in the double digits of July, man. Time is going by quick. The days and the months, they're just running together. I know it feels like this year's never going to end, but trust me, man. Brighter days ahead. Um, I, I, I believe it. I claim it. And uh, I'm speaking into the future. Last time we were together, it was the 4th of July weekend. So if you were in the States, I hope your um, 4th of July holiday was... Um, fun-filled and blessed and if you aren't in the states i hope your weekend was as equally fun-filled and blessed as for me personally some of you know that i've been dealing with a broken foot and a broken leg this whole quarantine so there was no real turn up um but there was some awesome max and relaxing time man and so my family and i we had some real good food uh, enjoyed each other's company played some card games um oh you know my, my sister she had a gender reveal via zoom um some people actually went to the event here at hashtag dad swag we like to practice social distancing so <laughs> you know um we tuned in via zoom and i'm happy to say man i'm gonna have a niece so congratulations to all of them as their family unit grows and uh prayers and blessings for a healthy um pregnancy and a delivery and a healthy beautiful baby girl and actually i'm extra excited that she's having a girl because the running joke in my family is that my wife and i we follow her child having pattern she had a boy first and about eight years later she had another boy and same thing with my wife and i we had a boy first eight years later we had another boy so now she's having a girl so if the pattern is true then that means girl dad is in my future what look having boys is awesome but i can't wait to have a girl i'm just saying i can't wait to have a girl so that's how my holiday and my weekend went and again i hope uh your holiday and weekend went the same or better so now Let's just get to it. Last week, we spoke about baby steps and learning on the fly, how to forgive yourself for the mistakes you're going to make as you learn on the fly and really forming your own path. Right. And if this is your first time tuning in and you're completely lost and confused as to what we're talking about, then go back and listen to the previous episode. But that's where the recap stops today, because today, man, today, I got something heavy on my heart, guys. And 
You know, when I first started Hashtag Dadswag, the movement and the podcast, I started and I, I wanted to reach out to other men to help me on my personal quest to change the perception surrounding fatherhood. But I realized you have to first understand the narrative before you change it. And I say that because when I scripted this a few months ago, the title was Changing the Narrative. But last night, I changed it as I was going over my notes to understanding the narrative. So this is about understanding the narrative. Today, we're going to focus on the why, man. We're going to focus on why it's so important that we change the said narrative and how crucial it is to our society that we do just that. We're going to look at why fatherlessness is a real epidemic and why fatherless homes are contributing factors to some of the scariest, most depressing, most disgusting, and just disappointing statistics out there. But understand, I'm not doing this as an attack. I'm doing this as an attempt. An attempt to reach out and touch the father who's questioning his role or his importance or his need in the home. Or the, the, the young dad who just had a baby who's thinking about bailing out or um, doesn't want anything to do with the baby. This is for you, man. This is for you. I watched a church sermon the other week by Pastor Robert Madu. You can find him on IG at Robert Madu. I'll add him at the bottom of this um, podcast description. But his message was living in the tension between grace and truth. And he had one of the coldest punchlines I've ever heard a pastor come up with. And he said that grace without truth is meaningless, but truth without grace is mean. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to try and live in the balance between grace and truth. I'm going to give you the cold hard facts of what fatherlessness and fatherless homes look like. And I'm praying that it, it pisses you off and it touches your heart all at the same time. So with that, let's get into some truth, yeah? 71%, 71% of all high school dropouts come from a home without a dad. Equally, 71% of all teenage pregnancies, fatherless home. 85%, my God, 85% of all children with a behavior disorder, bipolar, anxiety, social anxiety, OCD, they come from a home without a dad in it. Now, I'm not saying here and I'm not sitting here and I'm saying that uh, fatherlessness is the cause of any of these statistics. But I am saying these are big contributors. And as a man, as a father, as a father figure, a godfather, adoptive father, stepfather, it doesn't matter. As a father, you should not want any part of these statistics. You should not want to contribute to none of these statistics. But I'm not done. 90% of the homeless population came from a fatherless home. 63% of our youth suicide come from a home without a dad. 85% of our youth in the prison population come from a fatherless home. Is your stomach turning yet? Are you bothered yet? Are you ready to change the narrative yet? No? Well, let's keep going then. 92% of the parents that are in prison are fathers. Further adding to the stat that individuals from fatherless homes are 200, no listen, 279% more likely to carry a gun or deal drugs. Talk about a generational curse, right? Infant death within the first month is four times higher for those with absent fathers. 
Now, I just talked about my sister having a daughter and how happy I am she's having a daughter because I want a girl. For you girl dads out there, look at your daughter. Would you be happy if your daughter brought you home? Only you can answer that. But listen to this fact. Women with absent fathers are more likely to have children with absent fathers. Again, another generational curse. There are 2 million single father households. There are 10 million single mother households. Damn. 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 No wonder fatherhood gets such a bad shake. No wonder we have to change a narrative. No wonder fatherhood is so undervalued to society because we don't value ourselves. We don't value our children. We don't value our roles. We don't value fatherhood. Some of you sitting there thinking, that don't apply to me. I go to work. I provide for my kids. I'm still in the house. I'm still with my wife or my girlfriend or my baby's mother, whatever. But let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Just because your physical body, my physical body, our physical bodies are in the house, that does not make you an active, involved, or a present father. Yeah, you may work. You may work long hours. You may pay the bills. You may put food on the table and clothes on people's back. You may be a contributing factor to the provision of the individuals in your household. But that still does not make you a father. And depending on your financial or your working situation between you and the co-parent, you may or may not be the breadwinner or the soul winner in the home. But let me tell you something. No, let me tell me something. That's not enough, JC. That's not enough. Working is not fatherhood. Working does not equate to fatherhood. Because at the end of the day, with or without children, you would have to work to provide for your life. How you get your money, where you get your money, that's all on you. But you still got to make money to survive in this world. And you may say, I work for my kids. But let's be honest. If you didn't have custody of your kids, you'd still be working for your kids. And you'd still be providing for them, whether by choice or by force. So no, just working does not equate to fatherhood now let me break this down for you just a little more the average male works over eight hours a day spends more than four hours in their mobile devices whether it be their cell phone or tablet or whatever two hours watching tv two hours doing household chores and less less than two hours being attentive to the children So you know what that tells me? Just because your ass is sitting on the couch watching TV or you're sitting at the dinner table, if you're not engaging, if you're not talking, communicating, building a relationship with your child or your children, your kids are still growing up in a fatherless home. Matter of fact, they are growing up with a figure of a father and not a father figure. So tell me. For those of you who were saying in the beginning when I was giving examples of fatherless homes and fatherlessness, were saying that that didn't apply to you or your kids, tell me what's worse. Not knowing your child or your children because you didn't care to physically be there and you chose to be invisible to them? 
or not knowing your child or your children because you chose to be there, but you chose not to be invested in them. You know, I had this information broken down even more. I had it broken down by race, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. If you really want that information, it's public information, it's public record. You can Google it, US Census Bureau, or you can DM me if you really wanna know. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna break fatherhood down by race. America's already doing that for us. Everything is broken down by race, social status, economical status, geographical status. So I'm not gonna break us dads down by race because fatherless homes and fatherlessness doesn't discriminate by race. Sure, one race may be more than the other, one may be less than the other, but it doesn't matter. All kids of all races are suffering from this true epidemic. And you know what? I'm not gonna give you that out. I'm not gonna give you the the satisfaction or the pleasure to say this race or that race is more or less active in their child or their children's lives. What I'm asking you to do is look at yourself. Look at yourself as an individual, as a father, as a father figure. Ask yourself, am I really doing the best that I can do as a father? Is anything that I'm doing or not doing contributing to any of these statistics? If you say yes to just one of these statistics, then you're not doing enough. But here's the catch. You can never do enough as a father. Your job is never done. I mean, even when you leave this earth, no matter where you believe you're going to go, when your body physically leaves this earth, the fruits of your labor carry on through your child or your children. A Japanese proverb says, when a tiger dies, he leaves his stripes. But when a man dies, he leaves his name. So what name are you leaving with your children? Are they proud to wear your name? Are they proud to be a part of your legacy? Are you leaving them with a generational curse or a generational blessing? Is their memory of you one that's non-existent because you weren't in the house? Or is their memory of you one that's non-existent because even though you were physically present, you weren't emotionally and mentally present? You know, as I'm sitting here and I'm saying all this and I'm recording this episode, I'm thinking to myself like, damn, do I fit any of those statistics personally? And I do, man. I do. You know, if you've heard any episode prior to this one, you know that I'm a part of the 92% of the parents that were in prison who were dads. And because I was a part of that stat, well, my first son was a part of the, the stat that says infant death within the first month is four times higher without a present father. And to further prove that point, you also know that my first son was born with cancer. Who, who's to say that he was going to beat that? No, I had a strong woman on the outside that was handling business. Despite me not being there, despite what her family thought about me, she put me out of her mind and focused solely on him. And I can't thank her enough because I have this beautiful 10-year-old who I love, who's really the glue that holds this family together. But obviously, there's four times of the infants that aren't so lucky. There's mothers who 
have to bury their children. And I'm not saying, once again, don't get me wrong, I am not saying that because of an absent father or an unpresent father that that is a causation of any of these situations. But it is a contributing factor because if my wife hadn't been so headstrong, if she hadn't been so strong-willed and God-driven, I wasn't there to give her that extra motivation. I wasn't there to give her that extra amount of sleep. I wasn't there to give her that extra support that she could have used in order to push her past that boundary, that threshold. So thank God that she is who she is because I wasn't there. But I'm the man though, right? Because I beat another statistic. So check it out. They told me I wasn't going to be able to get a job after prison. So I got out in June. I got a job in August. I've been working ever since. Been providing for 10 years. But wait, when I get home, I'm tired. Every day doing the same thing. I'm tired. I just want to chill out. I want to eat my food. Oh, and if it's Monday or Thursday and there's a football game on, I'm going to watch that. God forbid that the Raiders are playing on a Monday or Thursday because just leave me the hell alone. Oh, and best believe if, you know, if they're doing good and we're winning, I'm going to talk my junk for the next two and a half hours on Facebook. So I'm going to be on my mobile device. All the while, my wife has cooked dinner for me and my sons. And because she knows I'm tired and, I, and I'm, I'm stressed out at work, she's already giving me a beer and let me watch the game. At the same time, she's now bathed them and got them ready for bed. And we know how Thursday night football is. Those games start late. So before the game is over, my sons are already asleep. So yeah, the stats do apply to me. And before you go off and say, damn, you got a podcast about fatherhood and you ain't better than the next man. Well, no, I'm not better than the next man. I'm not better than anyone. But I will say that I am a good father. I'm a damn good father. I am an invested father and an involved father. These are just occurrences that I notice about myself in certain times. And if we're going to keep it real and this is a moment of truth, I have to be honest and say, yeah, this is where I'm lacking. I mean, look. You're listening to a podcast that's 20 minutes long, but what you don't see is the four plus hours that it took to record this. There's four plus hours I could have been with my kids. But again, that's where the the benefit and the blessing of co-parenting and partnership and being in the house come into play. My wife has them for now. And then after this is done, it's family time. And again, I'll say it again. I'm not saying that fatherless homes and fatherlessness is a causation to all these statistics but it's already enough that it's a contributor so if this episode speaks to you and you're looking for an outlet you're looking for a team you're looking for a squad a a group of men that can wrap their arms around you and say hey i'm struggling with the same thing let's figure out how to be more involved and active fathers and put a dent in this ugly narrative that we have built up for ourselves as men and as fathers then look below as always i do this every episode look below i've attached some dad's ig pages that i follow personally that are helping me through my journey as well as pastor robert madu so you can hear his message about living in the tension between grace and truth but like i said it's time for family time 
It's time for me to go and invest in my kids' future and invest in their well-being and be the active and present father that I need to be for them, that I want to be for me. But if you're not already, make sure you're following me. Make sure you follow the pages that I posted below and build your community, man. Build the, the men around you that's going to uplift you and empower you and push you to be the best father that you can be for yourself and for your children, more importantly. You can find me at hashtag DadSwag, fully spelled out on Facebook. You can find me at DadSwag Podcast on IG. And if you have any questions, concerns, complaints, advice, or you just need an ear, hit me up on my Gmail, man. Hashtag DadSwag, spelled out again, at gmail.com. And always remember, iron sharpens iron. So until next time, love and blessings to you and yours from me and mine.